So I got some hot, really hot, juicy news in trucking this week. And trucking companies that you should and should not work for. Plus, the word of the day with Ruth Ann. All on Talk CDL. But first, Ruth Ann, we got sponsors. How about National Carriers? That's a great company. <laughs> no, really, seriously, they it's really are. But I'm, I mean... I'm, it's nice the way you, you said that, but, you know, why are they a great company? They're a great company, honestly, because they, they spare no expenses in trucks. They have the, the T680s, mm-hmm. probably one of the most favorite trucks out there right now, the Kenworth T680, double bunk condo, loaded the truck. Every one of their trucks have an APU, a fridge, a freezer, and an inverter. They got rider program, pet policy. They're looking for lease drivers, their percentage. They haul their own freight. They don't do broker loads. Just just like a, a crazy long list of stuff. They got Southeast Regional. They got Southwest Regional. They have that new run. It's Texas, Oklahoma only. It's a pretty good little deal going on over at National Carriers. Ruth Ann, give them their phone number real quick. 888-311-7076. That's 888-311-7076. Give National a call. And let them know that Talk CDL sent you over there. They love hearing that from our podcast. Ruthann, how about Cocoon MDR? That app, it just, it, people, some people, I know a bunch of truckers have downloaded it so far, and uh, it's a free download. It, it's, it's on uh, Android. It might, it, again, we didn't check it, may be on um, iPhone by now. It's a free download. You just download it on your on your app, and it starts dumping money because of your travels right into your um, account every month, every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's you you literally can see. And and anybody that wants to call in, send us a message and let us know. Hey, this is working really awesome. We already know that it does, but uh, we love hearing the great outcomes of our sponsors because we only really sponsor those that we really believe in, Ruthann. That's true. Okay, we got one more sponsor. Let me let me just say Cocoon MDR one more time. Go to, uh, I guess, the Google app place. Um, That's where you... The Android, yeah, for Android. Right. And go ahead and check out on iOS or Apple and or the App Store and see if it's in there yet. It's a free download. Cocoon, C-O-C-O-O-N-M, as in Michael, D as in David, R as in Robert. Check it out and let us know how it's working. Ruthann, who's left? Your J.J. Favorite. Keller. J.J. Keller. Mm-hmm. I, you, you call him the, the trucker's best friend? No, I call him the secretary. You call him the secretary. I call you him call the, best, him the friend. best friend. They really are, though. I mean, honestly, like, there's so many guys out there wanting to become owner-operators, and they are becoming owner-operators. And J.J. Keller, they can help you with your taxes. They can help you with your DOT filings. They can keep your paperwork in order. It's And they're very low cost. And I can tell you right now, if you really want to be a professional, for, this is the truth. If you want to be a professional, you need to have somebody that manages your business. If you if you hire J.J. Keller, it's you almost feel like you're ripping them off because it's so cheap. Seriously, Ruthen, it's very cheap. And they will keep your business going. I don't, do they, do they help with the taxes themselves? Yeah, I think I read on there that they actually help with the, uh, they have a, 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 a a place where they can oh, you know what help I'm... with their annual and their you know their filings and stuff. They 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 do everything for truckers. Oh, see, I didn't I didn't know about them, but I I figured they would be about the like for the plate taxes and stuff. Yeah, they. I mean, just call them and listen, seriously check out what they actually can do for you. It's actually very 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 profitable for you to have these people on board uh, on your team. And, and you know what? Some of these guys actually, Ruthann, that have one truck or they have two trucks might actually think, oh, I'm too small. You know what I mean? To have some of that No caliber. job's too small. 
Exactly. No <laughs> jobs too small for Keller and no jobs too big for Keller. Call J.J. Keller at 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017. These are like the trucking experts, guys. Give them a call. Ruth Ann, let's get right into this podcast. I'm like psyched on this one today. Give me the hot, juicy stuff you have. Well, the duh, of course that's what I'm going to give you first. All right, listen, listen. Last night, the president, okay, was on TV and he made an announcement. Mm-hmm. And I did not, I did not even, it did not dawn on me that this was going to affect trucking companies. I don't know why, right? His announcement was, if you have 100 trucks, or not 100 trucks, if you have 100 employees or more, you have to, it's mandatory vaccinations, that's the announcement last night. I know you don't watch television. I don't either. I was reading the news. And, like, I was talking to a trucking company today, right? And, and, I'm, and, and he was, like, everybody's, like, so worked up over there. And we were just BSing, you know, like so many companies that we talk to. And, and I'm, like, what's up, man? Why, why are you all frustrated today? He's there. Well, didn't you watch the president last night? And I'm, like, yeah, I seen it. He announced... Um, vaccinations for you know certain groups anybody that has over 100 employees he goes well well duh i go what do you mean i said you don't have i go oh you have a, you have like 500 drivers he's a yeah he's and and then he reminded me that it's like $14,000 fine per incident that you don't get done so if you have 100 trucks and you don't force your your drivers to get vaccinated $14,000 per person fine Ooh. I said to him, I go, wow, I wonder how Swift is working out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, think about it. Swift has like 20,000 trucks. Now, can you imagine? Let's say you have 1,000 trucks. Let's just use 1,000 for a round number, okay? And right now, the estimated amount of people, and, and just so you guys know, we are not pro-vaccination. We are not pro-not-vaccination. We're not pro-mask. We're not non-pro-mask on this show. We really do usually keep those opinions to ourselves and the political stuff when we're not really here to talk about the politics of it. But now that the politics are affecting the trucking industry, we have to talk about this. Okay. So whether I'm for it or not, I'm just want to break it down. We'll keep our personal opinion out of it. Well, maybe we won't, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll throw a few jabs out there, but, but let's just talk about the facts for now. Okay. Let's say you have a thousand trucks. Think about that right now. They said the, I think they think that 53% of the country has been vaccinated with at least one shot. So let's just take 53% for a second. If you have 1,000 trucks, mm-hmm. 50, if, you're, if you're falling into the 53% category, that means 53% of your fleet has probably already been vaccinated. So that would be 530 drivers. I'm just using this as a rough estimate. Anybody out there go, oh, I heard it was 61%. Don't, don't lose sight of the actual point of what I'm talking about, okay? It could be 61. It could be 57. I'm just saying I heard 53, so that's what I'm going with. All right. So now you have 530 drivers vaccinated. That means you have 470 that are not. If you put this big message out there on the Qualcomm, mandatory vaccinations, I will guarantee you, what do you think? The people that are not getting vaccinated, they believe in their rights. 
And they are saying, F that. I don't want to be vaccinated. I, I, I have the right not to be vaccinated. And I agree with them. If I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys that say, listen, I don't have a problem with the guy that gets vaccinated. I don't have a problem with the guy that don't. Are, are, is that how you feel? Yes. Okay. And, and we're, we say that. We're pretty much in agreement, and sometimes we're not. But that's how I feel about it. So the, the, the 47% that haven't been vaccinated, okay, and, and by the time you guys hear this podcast, it might be a lower number. Who knows? I don't think anybody should be sticking a gun to their head and saying, you can't, we're going to fire, you have to be fired now. Your company's forced to fire you. Because you didn't get vaccinated. I don't believe in that. And I'm sorry for those guys. Like I was talking to one of the guys in our church the other day. And he's like, I have a problem with people that don't get vaccinated. I'm like, well, then you got a problem with me because I haven't. I, I'll say it. I have not been vaccinated. Okay. And that's my choice. That is my choice. All right. But I may get vaccinated. I may not. But that's either way. It's my choice. So I'm telling you straight up right out the door here. All right. That I don't I don't think it's fair that some company or that even the president or anybody can say, hey, you guys are going to get fined. And now you're being forced to fire your employees if they don't get this vaccination. And I don't even know how long what how much their time frame is. It's like, wow, what a that was like a swift kick in the gut to trucking company owners. What do you think? I think that it's not right to force them. I think that goes by, it goes against, I'm sure, our own amendment. When you think about the fact that you have your freedom of speech, you have your freedoms to, you know, to carry arms, to do all those different things. I think being forced to um, get a shot, whether or not you agree with it or not agree, but being forced to get it, I think is not right. It's, it's, you're, you're forcing someone and not only that, but then to make someone tell you like right now in the state of Florida, um, you are not allowed to point out, like they can't ask you to show if you've been vaccinated. If they ask you, they can get a $5,000 fine. Right. Is that, and again, I, you know, people quote the HIPAA law and all that other stuff. I'm not an expert on that. And I'm not going to sit here and say no, that I, I am. No, DeSanto has put it on the... It was supposedly on the news. Right. And, and listen, anybody that says you feel that everybody should be vaccinated, I don't have a problem with your opinion. I don't, I don't have a problem with anybody that peacefully says, well, I think it's wrong and everybody should be vaccinated. I don't have a problem with that guy. That's his opinion. Yeah, everybody he, has him. Yeah, he, he can have that opinion. Just like my opinion is I don't think everybody should be forced. You shouldn't be forced, no. I, I really don't. But here's the thing, okay? Here's my deal. If they can prove beyond the shadow of a day, they don't think they, they have no proof of nothing because everything is too, too young. They have no proof that anything's working correctly. They have no proof at all. The proof is going to come years down the road. So if they literally had concrete proof that, that the vaccination is saving lives and that we need to be all vaccinated, I would be in line to be vaccinated if they could prove to me this. At this stage of the game, usually vaccines take years of testing and years of, of producing, and, and all of a sudden they come out with one in, in a year or less than a year, which my hat's off to them if they did. I think that's great that they worked hard together. I'm not. My whole point is I'm not putting either side down. I'm not. So the breakdown of this, though, is, is the chaos 
Ruthann, the chaos that this is going to cause. Can you see the can you see the chaos? 20,000 trucks at at Swift and if you if half your fleet is hasn't been vac- vaccinated, you run the risk of running 90 some hundred drivers off because they say f that I'm not going to get vaccinated. Now I don't think that many will run, but I think you run the risk of losing a lot. What was if they if you don't get them vaccinated, if they don't get vaccinated, they have to be tested every week? Right. Now just imagine the just cost. A, just imagine telling um, 500 truckers every week. They have to be COVID tested every week. Get your COVID test. Get your COVID test. I, I that's almost would be impossible for that for the for truckers to get. Te- I mean, they'd have to find a way to get to a, a facility and get tested every single week. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, the company could say, you know, if you think about it, they could say you can get the free vaccine, or you pay for your your COVID test. Right. So. Uh, again, just to just to be fair, and so everybody understands, my opinion, okay, my personal opinion, is different than what I'm saying here. I'm not saying my I'm not saying I'm thinking different. I'm just saying my opinion is I don't believe everybody should have to be vaccinated if they don't want to be. That's my real opinion. But at the same time, I don't have a problem with the guy on the other side saying I feel we should. I, I don't have an issue with either side because you have a right to think the way you want to think. Okay. My my issue is this is I and I understand there's tra- not trucking companies but other people that have um, employees. We were talking to a car dealership today where we buy our car at, and they have less than a hundred employees, but they have forty some stores. And so because they're all under one umbrella, um, they they now have to do either the mandatory testing every week or the vaccination. And he said they, they've been testing every week anyways. But at the same time, it's like, imagine the cost mm-hmm. of getting yourself a test, you know, testing that many employees every single week. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be some major problems. And I could see, you know what I could see? I could see truck drivers leaving trucking companies and going with a small company, you know? And I could, I could almost imagine recruiters, they're going to start hearing this question. How many employees do you have at your company? You know, I need to know this before. Uh, what's your home time? What's your truck speed? And how many employees are there? Because <laughs> yeah. I ain't working for a company with over 100. I agree. Uh, they're, they're, and, and here's another thing. You know how they always do the strikes? What uh, do you mean? Well, I mean, usually every year they come up with a, a reason for a trucker strike. Um, this could be very well one of them. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You're forcing someone, you're being a bully and forcing someone to get a shot if they want it or don't want it. It it, it doesn't say you will not get it. And that's the thing. You can still get COVID with the shot. It's just not supposed to, it's not supposed to be as severe. severe. So the fact of getting the shot, if you're forcing someone to get the shot, you're not forcing them to do anything but lessen their symptoms. Right. Yeah. That that's that's a personal choice. If I want to get full blown that's still my personal choice. Right. See, there's people out there that are like we feel you should be forced. There there's people that believe I don't have a problem with their opinion. 
Again, you, I don't I don't have a problem with with an extreme opinion like that. It's like, okay, that's how you feel, but why don't we just go by the law? You see, you see what I mean? There's a law, and 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 again, I'm going to go back to one thing. Okay, it's your personal your personal choice. But if they if they feel that everybody should have the right to or like be forced to do it. They wouldn't, they'd be the first one saying, you don't have the right to tell me I can't do this, but yet they're the ones that want to sit there and say, I think you have to get this shot. Do you know what I'm saying? They're usually, the people that are usually really pro on, on forcing someone to do something like this by getting the shot, oh, you're saving lives, you're doing it. whatever their reasoning is, are usually the ones that are on the double-edged sword that don't feel as though they should ever be forced to do anything. It's always their opinion only. Yeah. Well, again, it's we're going to see what unfolds over the next couple of weeks. I I didn't read the actual time stamp on this. I mean, I'm sure that there's a time a time stamp now, a time limit to where uh, employee employers that have over a hundred people working for them have a deadline. I didn't mm-hmm. read that. I'm sure maybe I don't know thirty days, two weeks. I don't know. Uh, but here's the other thing, you know, in the in recently the um, Biden had this eviction ban, right, where you couldn't evict anybody because of the covid and all this stuff. They, they he tried to extend it and the Supreme Court stepped in and this is what they're hoping. They're hoping that the Supreme Court steps in and um, says that it's unconstitutional. That's what they did with the eviction ban. They were trying to say, oh, landlords, you can't throw anybody out now. Okay? And so what happened was uh, Supreme Court stepped in and said, hey, we are not going to be uh, allowing you to stop this because it's against the Constitution because the CDC does not have the right to be the authority here. And so all these landlords weren't getting paid. They're all going broke. And yet... The uh, overdrive, um, how Biden's vaccine mandate could impact owner operators and dependents. Well, I don't see how it could. I don't see how it could. An owner operator is not a. He don't have 100 employees. No. So what do they say? It says. um, It says that OSHA is developing the rule which is expected to impact more than 80 million unvaccinated workers in private sector businesses with 100 employees or more and will issue an emergency temporary standard to implement it. Employers, per Biden's rule, will be required to offer employees paid time off to facilitate their vaccination. Businesses who fail to comply can face fines of thousands of dollars per violation. The new new rule will still have to pass through the Federal Register, so so it's effective is unclear and governors from various states including Arkansas, Wyoming and Georgia are already lining up in opposition. Um, yeah, I don't see how it would affect owner operators. Independent contractors, they, they don't fall under that rule. But let me go back to what I was saying. Okay. So th- the they stepped in on the, the, the eviction notice. Mm-hmm. And so they stepped in and said, no, it's the Supreme Court said, no, that's unconstitutional. You can't just be the authority and make this up and tell landlords they can't collect their rent because people aren't working. Somebody pointed this out, and this is what I wanted to point out. Somebody pointed out that you look at all the truckers and all the workers that worked through the COVID last year, the pandemic. Remember those guys? 
They didn't get extra money. They didn't get unemployment. Nope. They worked their asses off, and they, they, they trucked through this freaking pandemic and paid their damn rent and their mortgage and, and fed their families and paid their bills. Unlike the, the lazy bastards, and I'm sorry to say it that way, that sat at home collecting while everybody else worked because I'm afraid. You weren't afraid. You were just collecting extra money. Mm -hmm. They were collecting double unemployment, and here they are now wanting to just keep going. So they're all wanting these extensions. Right. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's good. That's not going to happen, hopefully, because it's like there's over 10 million available jobs in this country. It's time to get back to work. If 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 a good percent of the people stayed working and kept everybody fed and kept everybody going, the people that collected for over a year, you can get off your ass now and go back to work because America's frustrated with you. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, it's like it's like this. This 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 crap and and this ties into I think the reason why the Supreme Court's like okay you're telling people they don't have to pay their rent so basically it's like keep these people unemployed let's let's tell them they have to pay their rent and their and everything else actually the other thing was they didn't have to they had to pay their mortgage the bank still got their money they only had like a, a one or two month. Um, yeah, they uh, get to uh, two or three month. I thought it was. It's like a two, two or th- whatever one to three month thing where they, they the mortgage companies couldn't do anything against you if you didn't pay. But then after that, the banks were getting their money, the big all big bank money, all the people with the money they were getting their money. But landlords that have small businesses aren't getting their money. How fair was that? And again, how fair was it that these that truck drivers were out there running? And then you got some truckers. And this is the other thing. You know, there's some truckers that sat at home crying COVID. Again, I talk to trucking companies all day long, and trucking companies are telling me now they got guys that are calling them that haven't driven since, um, like, March of 2020 because their unemployment's ironically running out. Mm -hmm. And here they are now. It's not that they want to go back to work. It's they have no choice. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to me, me, for you guys to to, want to... Not pay your rent and and sit back and collect. First off, that is so wow. I can't even I, I, I can't even fa- find the words to say how I feel about that. That this just rips me up so bad. And so here we are now in such a mess. Okay, with this new rule, the vaccination rule, and they're hoping that the Supreme Court's going to step in and do the same exact thing as they did with the eviction thing, and say, wait a second, this is unconstitutional. You can't just make... First off, Congress has to be involved in lawmaking, okay? You know that. Did you know Yeah, isn't this like the second or third time they've done something like this where they just announce that they don't have to do something and everybody, the the Congress is like, wait a second. Yeah, you're um, making up a law. Hello? (laughs) Right, you can't, you're not the lawmaker. You're not even called a lawmaker. So for anybody, look, I don't care what president, if it was Trump or Biden or anybody, I don't care what president, no president has the right to stand up and go, I'm making a law up. You're a president, not, not, I mean, right, you, it's a high position, it, but it's not the position. <laughs> lawmaking has to go through Congress. And so without that, it's really not an actual law. It really isn't. That's why they said, that's why it's, that's why they said the, the eviction thing was unconstitutional. In fact, the Supreme Court ruled twice on that. So now here we are again. Okay. You got the vaccination policy. I don't want to get away from trucking. This is really going to affect trucking with any trucking company that has over 100 trucks. 
Will you drivers write in? And, you know what? I would love it if some drivers would just send us some messages. Come, the easiest way is Ruthann at TalkCDL.com or Troy at TalkCDL.com. Send us a message that tells us, okay, you're for it or you're not. And your opinion's cool. Either well, we could side. do a, a, a poll. Yeah, that would we'll, be cool. We we'll can do run a poll. poll. Yeah, you guys write in, or you can get 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 a hold of us through the Facebook page, um, and just send us a message there. Anywhere on social media, you could send us a message saying, "Hey, I'm for this or I'm against this." We're fine with either one. We're not going to judge anybody on this. But I I feel that this is going to be such an impact to trucking, Ruth. And it's going to be crazy. It, it's. It, I think it is. I think it's going to be an eye opener. When you have, you have enough people that have enough of their own opinions, and believe me, truckers do. They all have their opinion. Really? Oh, yes. Just listen to the CB for a little bit. <laughs> so, I mean, all I'm saying is I don't believe anybody has the right to force something onto another person. You don't force them against their will to do something. I 100% agree. Forcing... Forcing them to do a vaccine that is proven to not give you it is one thing. But to force it and have the, well, it's just going to lessen the symptoms. That's not right. So there's going to be a big impact. I think the truckers are going to speak. I guess we'll have to check it out here in a few weeks. How about we move on to the next? I don't want to beat a dead horse too long. (laughs) Okay. All right, so so I, I got a little topic here I want to talk about, and this this topic is what trucking companies you should work for, and what trunking 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 trunk or treat. What trucking companies you should not work for? What ones you should not, and which ones you should? Okay, and let me just start off by saying, drivers that don't work for DAC companies are screwing themselves. You understand that. I know you do. Yes, I do. DAC meaning driver access code, which is really now higher right. And the reason we say this is because if you don't work for a company that doesn't report to DAC, okay, you really run the risk of having a hard time finding a good job when you leave that company. Am I right or wrong? No, you're 100% right there. How many, Ruthann, how many trucking companies have told us over the years that they got five guys they're working on to get in, to get to give a job to this week and all five of those guys they can't get their references done because they worked for um a um you know a little crab company or an oil field company or whatever that just won't return their calls um that's always happening so i got a little list uh, just a small list off the top of my head i, I title it carriers <laughs> sorry a small list off the top of your head listen listen to this listen to this listen to this title carriers that are going to have a high percentage of screwing you on your job reference and you know what the first one is oil field companies yes they are and every trucking company that i know it was if you work for an oil field company and you feel that oh man I'm making really good money you know what first off oil field jobs never last okay they, they really don't. don't you make good money and then oil goes down and then you lose your ass and then you get out looking for a job and then you go back and blah 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 and people are out there going yeah well I'll make me some money well guess what there's a there's a high percentage of truckers once you start putting one and two and three years into the oil field and then you quit there. Okay, and you apply with the trucking companies. Oh, I want to be an owner-operator. Oh, I want to be more closer to home instead of away in the oil field all the time. 
you now go and you, A, call a trucking company. The trucking company says to you, okay, first off, where were you running? Usually oil field companies, they're only running one or two states, and that usually doesn't qualify to get a job because you usually have to run at least seven states or more to be considered over the road. Number two, when they write down your reference, Joe's Oil Field Company, whatever the hell it is, these trucking companies tell me, they ask the driver all the time, hey, are we going to be able to get a hold of this oil field company to get your reference done? And the driver always goes, oh, yeah, they'll answer the phone. And at 90, 99% of those oil field companies, when you work for these derelicts, okay, literally, 99% of them, once you leave there, they won't even pick up the phone to give you the time of day. So when a trucking company calls her and says, hey, I got an application or for a Joe Trucker here. Uh, can you tell me if, if he's worked there? You're, they're never going to get a call back because they never do. And so if you work there too long in the last three years, if a trucking company can't find 12 months of experience in the last three years, a lot of them say, no, we can't hire you. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. That is so true, Ruthann. It is true. And that's a combination. FM, FMCSA requires so much experience for a truck driver to be able to drive in the last three years. And then the company's insurance plays the other portion of that role. So it's one that you cannot get around. If you worked years ago, you, by law, have to show that you've worked recent experience. So I'm just going to tell you straight up that you can, there's a lot of guys out there going, ah, bullshit, I don't need that. You know, I could work there if I want to, and I'll get a job anywhere I want. I could, I could get a list of drivers right now off of trucking companies that are begging for work because they were in the oil field industry for the last four or five years. And now they're like a ghost in the industry because nobody will give them a reference. And therefore they cannot prove that the guy actually has been driving a tractor trailer in the last three to five years. So therefore their, their only option is to go back to school. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Yeah. Because your tax records aren't good enough. Even if it says truck driver on your tax records, it's not good enough right now. Your um, PSP, if it shows that you were pulled over by chance, pure luck, that you got you know an inspection while driving that tractor for the oil fuel company, it will show there, but it doesn't show how long you were with them. It doesn't show what states you've gone to. It doesn't show that you've done a drug and alcohol testing. It shows nothing else. So that's why it's extremely important for the company itself to be able to do a full verification. Okay, the second company on my list that will has a high probability of screwing you is small companies, mm-hmm. usually under 25 trucks, under 20 trucks, under 10 trucks. Those small companies honestly don't play by the rules usually. That's no. they they really are the they're the ones that need JJ Keller. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean they 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 literally they're they're just running it, they're running their business out out their house or whatever the case is or they got a small little terminal they rent and they don't have the time, at least they don't think they have the time to when a trucking company calls them and says, "Hey, we're calling to, on a reference on this guy." They 90 it's it's they're a little better actually than oil field companies return, but they're not much. It's probably 90% of those guys will not return phone calls. And therefore now you're working for a company that is like a ghost again. Mm-hmm. This is just the truth. It's true. A lot of the small mom and pop shop um, companies are, are... You ready for my third, ca- mm-hmm. my third carrier that'll screw you? 
this is the truth, family-owned companies. Mm -hmm. Family-owned companies, the problem with family-owned companies, I'm going to tell you what it is right now. The problem with family-owned companies is they take it personal when you quit. Every I've always been told, don't work for family and don't work for friends. When you work for families, those families, when you quit there, they take it up like like it's like a personal a personal smack in their face. A lot of them really do, and I'm telling you, a lot of times it's hard to get references. Now, the bigger carriers that are compliant, that's one thing. But again, smaller companies that are not family-owned and family, small family-owned companies are really the ones to watch out for. And that's just the truth. And, you know, we're probably going to get letters from, from family-owned companies saying, oh, no, we do things by the book. Well, that's great if you do. Then we're not talking about you. But we are talking about a lot of these guys. And most trucking companies out there can testify that we're absolutely spot on. So if you're a truck driver and you are, have seen... Uh, you got a friend that's another truck driver that can't get jobs. It's hard for him to get a job. The only job he can get is a crap job. A lot of times it's because of this, because nobody can verify where he's been or who he's been working for, and therefore their insurance companies don't want to pick it up, and the trucking company doesn't want to take a chance on somebody that they can't actually verify that he was driving a truck trailer. Ruthann, what do you think? Well, FMCSA regulations, we have to ver- have it verified. Um a lot of your small mom and pop ones, they also have a hard time keeping their freight and they end up going under because the larger companies not, you know, basically cut them right out. They, they underbid them. So that's a lot of small mom and pop companies when everything started, when they all started shutting down, these drivers that worked for those companies, they couldn't get them verified. So if you have a small mom and pop company like that, you need to be very careful because of it. And... Even though the FMCSA regulations state within 30 days they must provide that verification, if they're already being illegally representing themselves to the FMCSA with other things, they're not going to care about a trucker and getting that verification put in for the company. I agree. So that's my take. If you guys have a and, – and here's here's just a couple, a couple of um, – uh, can't even think of what I wanted to say. A couple things that we you, what you, to do. You know, when you call a trucking company, seriously, if you're going to go to work for somebody, ask them this. Say, do you report to DAC? And if they say yes, then that that's a company that at least at least when you quit. It's going to be on your DAC or your higher right reference. It's a it's like a reference for at least the next ten years. Right. So that's really what one of the things that you really want to ask is, ask them right out, you know, is there, do you report to DAC? Mm-hmm. And if they do, then guess what? Go for it. All right. You're a step ahead that way. I think I'm just telling you that's really one of the best things to do because, again, you know, be careful who you work for because your future depends on it. You know, if you go there and you stay there six months, I'll tell you who gets really hurt, Ruthann. The guy that gets his CDL, like from, say, CR Engler or CRST, quits there because he don't like the big company. And then he goes to work for some small crap company for, like, the next six to nine months. And then he ends up leaving there, and they don't give him a reference. Guess what? You only got, like, six weeks of the only thing people can verify is your six weeks that you spent at the... Yeah, your schooling. Exactly. And then at that point, they didn't finish the contract, so then they're, 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 they're messed up that way anyways, you know? Because a lot of the companies, if you don't finish the contract with them when they're they're putting you through the schooling, 
they, they screw you there. So yeah. you're really, you, sometimes it's really just better to just bite the bullet and go through the schooling and just get it done and over with so your contract is fulfilled. Yeah. I, you look better. <laughs> well, it's not only do they look better, their reference is there for life now. If you if you go to a trucking a trucking school with one of these big companies, and you know you're not making a million dollars with them, and, and then you got people at the truck stop going, oh, my gosh, you can be making more money than that. And then you quit and go to a shit company, you, you're going to end up with crap, okay? Even though you make a lot of money in the beginning, you end up uh, um, trying to, you know, recoup that. We just had an ear problem here with this mic. So anyways, let's move on. Where are the day? No, no. Actually, I wanted to talk about something else, if, oh. we, if we could. Okay. Um, well, you know what? I guess we're running out. That's good. Let's, let's, let's go to word of the day, and then we'll, we'll uh, conclude today. What's it called? Delineate. Delineate. And this is word of the... This is word of the day from Word Genius, guys. Check out Word Genius. They're not, we don't, we're not um, sponsored by them. We just love them. And uh, Ruth Ann gets smarter. I've been trying to get her smarter for years, and this is the only way I know how. Okay, I got to say something. Today I'm wearing. Uh, uh, you look like the a, scarecrow. A pre- uh, yeah, I, he told me I look like the scarecrow today from the Wizard of Oz. And of course, me being. Silly. (laughs) Said if I only had a brain. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He he said he didn't want to touch it. Yeah. But it's kind of funny because, you know, you said that you're trying to get me smarter. Yeah, exactly. And there you are, the scarecrow. So delineate. Delineate. It is describe or portray something precisely. So the, the examples are, as a new teacher, Marnie felt it was important to Delineate acceptable classroom behavior. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Delineate. Delineate. All right. Well, you know what? I'm not going to touch that one. I am actually ready to get out of here for the week, and hopefully we'll see everybody next week. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.